Phil, that was um, Danny Atman, Antman, rather, and uh, uh, really enjoyed her. A very lively, uh, uh, and, and another person from the New York area, <laughs> Jewish background, goes on and They're really everywhere. makes a name for herself in the spiritual world. <laughs> I mean, Radha Swami from the Hare Krishna movement, Phil yes, Goldberg, no, author. No, I mean, Radha Swami's from Chicago. Yes, but I, all right, he's from Chicago. But <laughs> why do you think it is that there are so many Jewish folks who have gone into uh, Vedic teaching and oh, not only gone into it out of interest, but actually seem to absorb it in a very deep way and write and books? Then went forward, went write books like Phil Goldberg, <laughs> and uh, so, I mean it's I mean it's 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 pretty amazing. Not that it is. everyone. Is, no, you know, and I'll tell you, Dennis, yeah. when I was researching American Veda, um, I realized how it's even more common. It's a, it, an even bigger phenomenon than I realized earlier. Because, you know, now I was, I was looking into all the different uh, uh, traditions and lineages, and it, the percentage of Jews, of our generation anyway. Right. Um, in these groups, in Buddhist-oriented groups and yogic, uh, is really high, and other people have noticed it. They, was Ram Dass Jewish? Yes, of course, yeah. There Richard you go. Alpert. I mean, he was the original, you know, Hindu, you know, right. integrated. The two. And, and But the, I, I would say, I would have experiences like someone would say, oh, you should interview Swami so-and-so. And I'd interview that Swami, and it turned out, you know, he was some Jewish kid from Queens. And it, it happened so much. I asked some rabbis why they think um, it's, it's the case. And uh, one of them said it had a, something to do with the loss of the mystical traditions. Uh, so the people inclined in that direction had to, you know, go elsewhere. Um, and... The other thing was that after World War II, there was this great, you know, people were rejecting religion. And, you know, Jews, you know, uh, after the Holocaust were saying, oh, how can there be a God? And, and they, you know, the ones who came to America became very secular, like my parent, my family and Donnie's, Danny's family, you know, very secular, non-religious. Um, and then in our generation, when we had an inkling that there was more to life and started searching, we didn't search in our own tradition. And the people who were raised religious had rejected it, or many of them, and so the search was on. And the availability of the teachings from uh, India, uh, they were very rational. Jews right. tend to be very well educated, so they found their way to those uh, Sources. Well, well I, I would agree. I mean, it, it seems like a, as a uh, as a group, uh, there, there's been uh, Jewish people in America. Uh, there's been a, a tremendous emphasis on on scholarship, on knowledge, and as a religion, it is less dogmatic uh, than many sects of Christianity. And so, I think uh, Jewish people were always more probing. Uh, in, in generally speaking, and more open, uh, it's not it's not a religion uh, that proselytizes or looks for converts. 
So the, the, the no, emphasis and the focus like, was a little... You know, the, the, the seriously religious uh, among the Jews do like to keep their children and every, you know people in the fold. So there was right. there was always resistance to inquiry. There was there was great openness to inquiry and disagreement and debate within the Jewish tradition, but it wasn't always looked upon favorably to to go outside and search. But right. our generation, you know, was you know going not going to settle for less. So right. anyway, well, Danny, we Danny, <laughs> Danny certainly represents. Uh, uh, the New York area well. She's somebody that went out and, and uh, as a seeker, she, as she said early on, uh, didn't find what she was looking for in completely in her uh, tradition. She went out, but she didn't also didn't uh, totally reject Judaism. She still uses... No, she uh, rediscovered it. That's what was so interesting yeah. to me. Uh, that does tend to happen. We've had Rami Shapiro on the show a couple of times, and Rami, right. you know, became a rabbi. Yeah, it's, it's, it's and, a rabbi, and, yeah. But his first, you know, when he started searching, he was he was involved with Zen Buddhism, and then came back to his own tradition. So that does tend to happen. They, but when they come back, as in Danny's case, it's not to ordinary Judaism; it's to the deeper right. uh, teaching. Right. And I, well, know, I have I, to say, even in, in the, on the Christian side, there are a lot. Exactly. There were, I've heard from many like Catholics, and well, I went off and I I, I rejected Catholicism. But then, in in, in studying the Veda, I saw a lot of parallels. So uh, I'm okay with uh, Catholicism now, but not the Catholicism I grew up with. That's or right. not maybe this current Pope would 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 embrace. But uh, I, I see parallels, uh, and I enjoy both now. That, no, that's very true, and not just Catholics, but Protestants as well. And you know, in researching Yogananda's biography, um, that was so common in you know his circles—people who had rejected their Christian upbringing and then rediscovered uh, Jesus and and the, on a deeper level through Yogananda. I've, I've run into that countless times. So, mm-hmm. It, yeah. it's an and, and I think part of it too is because the Hindu tradition, uh, uh, a Hindu, as I understand it, could be a Catholic or a Jew or almost any other religion. It's all encompassing. It doesn't. It's not as strict about you. You have to believe these five things, right. or else uh, you're you're, well, you're you're you know you're not part of the gang. Especially in the in the context of the practical yogic teachings, what she said about her uh, guru. I mean, here's a Swami in, a, in an ashram, a small ashram in Rishikesh, recognizing that there may be value in uh, having students reconnect with their own religious tradition. I'll bet he did similar things with lapsed Christians. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've heard that many times. I, 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 I tell some stories in American Veda about people going off to be with gurus in India and the gurus reconnecting them with their own mm-hmm. spiritual roots. If you go, you know, some, some uh, initiations, when people are given mantras in different lineages, if you tell them, oh, I'm, I, you know, m- my uh, preferred form of the divine is Jesus or Mary, or whatever, they'll give you an appropriate mantra to, to, mm-hmm. to connect you with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Fa- fascinating. Yeah. Uh, Danny also, I mean, I think she gave very good advice in 
in terms of looking for a teacher and yeah. all the problems that people run into. And I think she spoke about it more honestly and openly than many people do. And obviously she's had a, a, a range of experience and not all good. And uh, so uh, well, we a lot to be learned. We didn't get to talk to her yeah. about her healing work very much. And right. How little she bit, yeah. brings that into her work. But people can find uh, information online. At, right. uh, and, and we should have her back on, I think, to, to yeah. discuss that more. And again, m many of our guests you could you could spend hours with. And, and uh, uh, there are so many different areas we can go into. This was more general, but uh, we can go in more deeply into the, the healing itself and their discussion of subtle body and, and uh, Kundalini. Uh, yep. Kundalini is a fascinating subject. And for many people, they hear Kundalini and, you know, it's a sexual energy and blah, blah, blah. But it's much, much more than that. You've spent a lot of time in India. And I know you you, you have a tour. You take people in October. Uh, no, on January a, a tour. this time. January coming up in, in 2020 or yep. Yep. when? 2020. 2020. January. This is now that we are now in September. Whenever you're listening to this, 2019. <laughs> But in January 2020, we'll be taking, maybe you could tell people how to find out about it. And uh, uh, when, when you go and you visit these different spiritual sites and whatnot, uh, obviously there's a lot of uh, Kundalini tradition uh, that you must in, encounter. Um, do you think Kundalini is generally misunderstood in the West? Uh, and uh, or are there many different uh, uh, ways it's taught, or there are different schools of Kundalini. Both. Maybe not something we don't want to get totally Bo into now, no, but both. just a you touch know, of that. There's, you know, the teachings on Kundalini are very varied. The methods used are very varied. Like everything else in the yogic tradition, it's very complicated. And I, I, I'm not hardly a, an expert on Kundalini, but what most people think of is a very sort of oversimplified. Uh, sense of it and you know I would recommend people listen to uh, get Danny's book uh, go to her website go to listen to Joan Harrigan's uh, interview on our, our archive uh, there are people in India like they're uh, the, the guru they both refer to who are you know the equivalent of like you know research scientists in the field of Kundalini, it's a very complex and fascinating mm -hmm. area, much and right. much beyond what you know the sort of popular <laughs> conception is. Yeah, and, and, and like she said, I mean, I asked her, "Is it dangerous if practiced incorrectly?" Yeah, and she she said it is. But I mean, yoga is dangerous if you don't yeah, practice you, it. Right, even hatha yoga. Uh, aerobics is, is dangerous. Yeah. And so not, nothing against Kundalini, but whatever you do, uh, whether it's a mental or physical exercise or spiritual practice, especially. Uh, you better find a good teacher and do it correctly. Yep. Uh, or else you could not be doing yourself a favor, and uh, and that's why you know many people like Danny will go out and seek a a top notch teacher as opposed to maybe just looking at a book yeah. or getting I somebody. That in my times in Rishikesh, I never uh, met him. Uh, but anyway, is he fairly so well known? He was, was he? No, no, he was very uh, under the radar. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. another good interview under uh, really enjoyed her. And in the archive, and uh, we'll do it again soon. And, and again, her book, Wired for God, Adventures of a Jewish Yogi, uh, Danny Antman, and foreword by Marcy Shimoff, our good friend.
Till next time. Okay, Dennis. Take good care.